Welcome to another podcast episode with me, Josh, and we have the beautiful, the bountiful, the bodacious, the bootylicious, Matt. Matt. <laughs> I went with B. I just, the, the Bombay, I don't know, whatever, it's fine. It was good. It, it felt very uh, sermonette. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Let me tell you about the five B's of heaven. Oh, man. Do you remember <laughs> Mick Nelson? That, so he, he was like the assistant yeah. dean or I don't know, yeah. what whatever uh, he was. Yeah. But remember one Christmas, I think you and our friend Chris Chase, shout out to him. Go listen to his podcast. What's it called? Um, Every Human Alive. <laughs> I... I, I, I <laughs> We'll come back to that. Anyway, so um, we're such good friends. Uh, so um, anyway, McNelson was the dean. I think he was sick that year, and he kept standing with his hand like in an L, like an L, like the shape on, of his forehead. But except it was it was like pointed, the thumb and the, the index were on his head. Just He looked very devastated. Then he preached a sermon, and it was the... the, the wasn't it Evan? S's? Oh, was it Evan was Horton. Evan Horton. Was, That's okay. right. It was Evan Horton who talked about the 12... P's of heaven. P, was it P? Yeah. Because yeah. my sister, Rachel, yeah. she goes off on this every single Ev- time. Evan Horton, by the way, for those that... Uh, you know, We're going into a rant right now. Oh, yeah. But, sorry. Uh, but he was the Bible College president uh, at, at the time when we yeah, were in school. Master's College Ceremony, formerly Eastern Pentecostal Bible College. EPBC. And shout out to Chris Chase's um, podcast vlog cast i guess it's uh talking to yourself bro oh talking to yourself that's what it is i can never remember because he talks to himself all the time <laughs> yeah it does a great job he does a great job he does a great job yeah so evan horton did a 12 p's of, of heaven or whatever oh it was. yeah heaven is perfect and heaven is pure and heaven is oh. right my sister she has a hoot every single time with it uh, but mick nelson the reason i'm remembering is because he was sick and he got up to pray one day. I think you and Chris had just ma- did a whole milk thing. Right. That's a milk. Whole... We don't. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Anyway, yep. there was no milk in the cafeteria. Our friend Chris and uh, and Matt over here just decided to boycott everybody. Or not boycott. Troll everyone, if you will. Yeah. Back we in the early. <laughs> we went to town on <laughs> for, <everybody>. for, <laughs> for like four or five months, every time they would do announcements at chapel, it was always a milk issue. It was like a big protest. Yeah. But guess what? We got milk back. Oh, come on. <laughs> And chocolate milk sometimes. Yeah, That's all we I'm did. Say about that. So he he was sick, and he, he put his hand over his head like this, and was like, "Oh God, thank you for the syrupy, saturated, oh. succulent, synonymous symposium." Like he just kept going with all these s words, and all of us were dying. Like, what? Who is this guy? Like he was obviously hallucinating because he was so sick. And anyway, it made for a very funny Christmas, uh, Christmas uh, thing. I, you know, there, there was some good times in Bible college. I know. Well, great stories. Yeah, great but stories. Now is, uh, we should do, some, are, this is not the time, Well, we should do a podcast at some point with like, uh, memories or flashbacks on some of mm. our, cause it would maybe bring in a guest. <laughs> maybe Chris. Well, wow, let's bring in Chase. Yeah. That'd be yeah great. Let's bring, we, we can't afford him. It, you know what? I have some stuff on. Okay, he might fine. be able to do it for free. That's fine. We, we can't afford him, but that that's fine. Okay, okay. Chase, you. if you're listening, come on. He's not podcast. listening. Know, He's not if, listening. If he was, if he was, if he was. Speaking of the podcast, though, yeah, we did get an interesting email. 
We did. Oh. Um, we got uh, a request for an interview <laughs> from uh, Come on. from a Christian magazine. Yes, called Rolling Stone. No. no. <laughs> Well, it, it, could it be considered the Rolling Stone I don't of, what was it called? Faith Alive, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, magazine, hey. uh, some sort of Christian <laughs> news reporter thing wants to interview us about our podcast. Yeah, and, don't um, let me on it. I'll end up <laughs> saying something crazy. Well, anyway, so that's kind of exciting. I, my My first question, though, is going to be, how did you hear about us? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not like we have thousands and thousands of listeners lenny kravitz listens in i'm sorry who no, i don't i don't know that's how just like wow, just, one shout out somewhere where you didn't catch right. it right yeah yeah that's all it takes right it's one fi- semi-famous uh, person knows? to happen across our who knows podcast anyways so Steve we're gonna bradley somebody in the christian world probably yeah, we're gonna be doing uh, the podcast uh interview so yeah that'll be sometime next week maybe yeah maybe. let's see if they run it Run and tell that. Yeah. So exciting, exciting times ahead for the South Point podcast session. Yeah. It's, uh, it's um, yeah. So Colossians chapter two. Yeah. That was probably one of our weaker transitions. Um, Why? You literally just went so and then went right into it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. I thought it was okay. No, it was strong. It was, it was fine. It was anyway, fine. Colossians two. This was really exciting. No self-help. Stop the self-help. It's good. Yeah. Maybe a child in the back here getting a snack. Don't yeah. worry about it. If you're some clinking and clanking, yeah. all it is is just my, Bennett, the one we love with all of our it's hearts. My son. Yeah, it's not playing basketball in the basement. He's, it's it's 4.30 in the afternoon. What did we expect? No, you're right. You're right. Okay. So Colossians 2, uh, self-help. And honestly, I think it, it was more of... So basically, the, the premise of the story is that... Paul is addressing this church based on the fact that they're going outside of Jesus for all their solutions, right there. And because they're new Christians and because that they're, they're, they're new church in general, there's a lot of empathy from him. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of compassion from Paul who, if I was being honest, is not the first person that I think of when it comes to compassion in the Bible. (laughs) Uh, truthfully, yeah. right? Like Timothy is more of a compassionate pastoral type. Yeah. Paul is not. Yeah. Paul totally. reminds me a little bit of a friend I have. His name's Josh. What? And he's a pastor at South Point. And he can be a little bit up in your grill. That's why. A little bit. I'm not around, I'm not allowed around people. <laughs> right. Right. He's a little up front and kind of speaks what he needs. Leaves to me in a cage when he wants me, throws me out. Right. Yeah. Right. Once a month, we let him loose and we do our thing. And so that's Paul to me in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and so to, and yet you're, you know, like full disclosure, you're a very compassionate and caring, loving person. And people don't always get to see that. No. And that's the same with Paul. They don't always get to see this little empathy, this little like compassion for, Hey, li- listen, I love you. Yeah. And I love you so much that I can't let this happen. Yeah. I can't let you guys go down this path. Yeah. And the path that they were choosing was, you know, the philosophical things of the world. Right. The mysticisms of the world. And and I think the, the Bible kind of comes out and paints this picture of that they were merging kind of these to their faith. Yeah. With this mystic, mysticism, this faith, faith with this Gnosticism, this, 
you know, the kind of putting all these things together yeah. and kind of creating this like hybrid Christianity kind yeah, of belief system. Yeah. And, and the, Paul comes out and says, no, we're not doing this. The equivalent I can think of it in modern day would be like, remember the secret? Uh, Oprah did a big thing on it. Um, the four agreements, like, there's some of that's good, but, but the idea of basically like the law of attraction, like yeah. throw it out into the universe, uh, positive energy. Um, you throw out negative energy. That's what you'll attract. The karma thing. The, yeah, yeah. Like, like very much the, what you, what you, uh, name it and claim it or like blab it and grab it, say it and br- breathe it into existence type. Yeah. So, you know, so I, sometimes we read the Bible like Colossians and we're like, Oh, this is, they're crazy. No, no. <laughs> but and so that's like when I when I'm going through this passage, the interesting thing for me was it was a it was kind of a self reflective um, exegesis for me because right. I'm looking at myself going, how many times in my life have I gone to the outside source? Yeah. How many times have I gone to other people? And I think I said it in the podcast. Yep. Like I've gone to other people for advice. I go to other people for affirmation or confirmation of belief or, um, or action to take action on something. Yeah. And, and sometimes I don't go to God at all. Sometimes I go to God as my fifth, sixth, tenth, twentieth option. Percent. And how relatable this is to us today, where something comes up, something happens, um, uh, we hear a good saying, we we understand a good philosophical conversation that makes us yeah. think about something, we we have a moment in our life of either trauma or impact or something takes place and, and it shifts our, our mindset. Right. And we then adopt these things and somehow over time we believe them to be biblical truths. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like a lie that you told yourself when you were 12, 13, yep. 14, 15. A and now I, you turn to 40 and you're like, oh, yeah, man, I could dunk a basketball in grade six. Yeah. One man's trash is another man's treasure. That's in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and there's so many, uh, so many um, sayings and philosoph- like yeah, philosophies yeah. and things that we've taken from the world. And we just assume they're in the Bible and with yeah. things that we assume are not of the Bible are actually from the Bible. 100%. And it was just an interesting moment for me to to kind of look back and go, okay, like I'm preaching to myself today because it's so easy. Yeah. To it's so easy to Google than to God. Can we put that on a T-shirt? I, th- honestly, we could. You better stop googling. Go to God. But we no no but right? we do something's funnier. We we would rather go to Google than to God. Well, I, I you know what it is though I I so. So here's where you'll see the compassion. All right. Right. Oh, come on. <laughs> Mainly because it's to myself. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you know is. what I mean? There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and the reason being is because lots of times, like, I don't go to God with stuff because I just think the stuff I'm going to Him with is, is just petty. 
and stupid. Right. I'm like, eh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if I, <laughs> if I go to him about this, like it doesn't matter. So for me, I know that that's lots of time that that's the position of my heart. It's like, I don't want to inconvenience him or right. it's like, ah, it's not a big deal. I can freaking, I, I can, I can figure it out myself. Like, right. don't, don't worry about it. Um, and yet I think that the tragedy in that is that I, I don't, I actually don't invite him into those things. And then lots of times I'm looking at other, you know, pieces of wisdom to solve that. And then sometimes I get into a worse rut than I was before. Yeah. And, and I think we, we set precedent when we don't invite him in to the little things, right? Like, you know, the, the Bible talks about how he cares about the birds of the air and he feeds them and he does all these things. So how much more would he care for you? Yeah. And so like those are little trivial things, right? Yeah. And yet, so when, what happens in my under, in my belief is when we don't invite him into the little things, it's really easy to forget him in the big things. Mm. And the interesting thing is in, in that is it sounds contradictory because your natural framework would think that, oh, when things get big and tough, we go to God. Yeah. And in my experience as a pastor so far, I actually think it's the opposite. When people, when push comes to shove and when things get tough, people actually go everywhere else, go where everywhere else except to God. And then in desperation, possibly at the end, then they bring it to God. But that's why it's so easy for the Colossians to get pulled away though. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause they're getting just slammed from all around. And then when people are like, all right, well maybe what I believe doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden somebody comes through with something that's a bit easier or a bit like yeah. more deep. You, you well, know what I mean? Isn't it similar to those, uh, you know, not everyone, but the students who end up going through youth groups and stuff oh, back yeah. in the day. And then they get to their first and second years of university and they're bombarded with yeah. everything. And they're just confused. Not all of them, but they're confused or they're, they're unsure. They're, uh, you know, they're everything that they believe is challenged. Yeah. And if they're not grounded and if they're not all those things, it it can play havoc with the mind and with the heart. Um, Yes. So yes. Okay. You're about to say something. I'm wondering, (laughs) what do you think about people who, you know, get to a certain stage in their Christian lives and then all of a sudden they're like they believe this thing of like, oh, there must be a next level. And so now it, is this what you're talking about? Like your third heaven from your podcast? Yeah. I, I, cause, cause it, again, it, it, it relates to, to Colossians, but like that, that idea, right. Is like some of what attracts people away from the basic stuff. Some of the, right. Is like, is we want the self-help. We want to be able to do it on our own. We want to go, you know, every, and so when something offers that, it's like, oh, well, you can get to the third heaven, or the fourth, maybe the 10th right. on your own by doing these things. Then you're kind of throwing it on yourself again. You're like, all right, all right. Yeah, I want to go deeper. And then it's almost like a self-righteousness thing. Well, it's the dichotomy of of the Christian faith. It, you ha- it has nothing to do with you. Right. Number one. Yeah. Number two, you want to make it all about you and yeah. how you can do it. That's the dichotomy. That's the the constant tension of Jesus is saying, I love you. I, um, and, and there's nothing that you can do that will separate mm. us. Um, 
And there's nothing that you can do to get me even closer to love you even more than I do. Right. And yet inside of us, we're like, okay, but if I can get to the third plane of Jehovah Jireh <laughs> and, <laughs> and march around this is the why city. Mormon, this is why Mormons wear special underwear. <laughs> Like it's just crazy. It's it, but but there is a, there is a certain level. And then the funny thing is, when <clears throat> the way we're wired as humans, and you and I talked about this a little bit about yeah. the church this yeah. week, the way we're wired as humans, if we're not progressing, if we're not going to another level, yeah, we feel like we're failing. Oh yeah, we feel like we're we're incomplete. We feel like we're not doing what what Jesus has taught us to do somehow. And yet when I I don't see that anywhere in scripture Right. where it's like, Hey, you're, it's not a video game. Right. You're not on level one and the, the try it's to get Fortnite. to, right. You're not trying to get to level a hundred and unlock Supreme Josh with his new Fortnite skin. Right. <laughs> I kind of want that, but you're what, right. What would your Fortnite skin look like? I don't know. Chris Evans. <laughs> Oh, I don't, interesting. I don't know. I would not have uh, Lenny Kravitz. I wouldn't have said that. Okay, yeah, but so you see what I'm saying, like Michael that's how, B. Jordan. Wow. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> just just something better than right. Okay, than a Jewish looking rabbi. That's, fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's a hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm just being vulnerable. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. So anyway, yes, you're right. Correct. Yeah, you forgot what we were I talking, forgot about. What yeah. you're talking about. Like levels leveling up oh, and that yeah, you're not yeah, going yeah. anywhere. Yeah, and that's right. It's not a game. It's not a game. And, and because we treat it that way, not everybody treats it like a video game, but the idea that, you know, another level, you know, it was his name. Um, Israel Houghton even sings oh. a song called Another Level. Yeah. And and sure, there are I, moments of spiritual hype. And, and I, I'm all for the occasional, sh- you know, has he been good to you? Has he been good to you? Hey, shout it out. Yeah. Like uh, a good Shamala Hamala every once in a while. Every once in a while good. Okay. Yeah. No, I, Birch. So, yes. I actually think people do play into the game part a lot more than we think. And, and the reason being is because, like, I think we all want to see where we're progressed on the continuum, right? So it's like... On the continuum or compared to others? But that's what I mean, like oh, comparatively. Okay. So like, oh, I'm here. That person's there. I need to go to them to help me to get to the next thing where I got to do what they're doing to go over here where I have to get rid of all of these things in my life that are bogging me down because I'll never get over there. And then we we create these spaces where I like... I I think sometimes even our programming does that. Right? It's like alpha, cool. Alpha's great. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against alpha. But when alpha just becomes about, oh, this is only for new Christians. Right? Like, and, and I know the folks at alpha are not, are not exclusively saying that, but there's this hierarchy put into it, right? Like, oh, you're new. Go into the new class. Oh, okay, cool. Like, why does there always have to be segmented, like, systems why couldn't it just be like, hey, we're glad. We're glad you're here. And just walk somebody through almost to the point like, hey, we're going to help you get to where you need to go. Like the way I read the New Testament, it's not set up like the educational system. Right. But what we did, especially in church programming, we actually 
created the educational system inside of churches instead of it being about relationship specific. So even yesterday I was talking to another pastor and I told him what we were doing. And I said, like, a lot of it is just not pastor centric. Like we just are, you know, we just really believe that people can do it. And his face, like he looked like, oh, that's the promised land. Like, that's what it looked like. It was like, oh, what would that be like? Well, like, it would be like the early church. That's what I mean. <laughs> right? So, right? And, and, and a lot of it is, I, I think, like when we're talking about this whole like self-help, going to God, like people end up going to pastors. They end up going to yeah. everybody except for God because that's kind of the way we set it up. Yeah. Like I think the conversations you and I have had about this the last couple months, because this is all new to us too, right? What we're doing, yes. uh, how we're doing it, how we're approaching ministry. I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's revolutionary by no. any stretch of the imagination, but what it is doing is putting, taking significant emphasis off of us. Yeah. Trusting Holy spirit to do what he does. And, HS, and then also baby. trusting that people are, are competent. Yes. And, and are capable. Yeah. And so when you do that, you, you kind of, you want to talk about raising the level. You, you, we're raising the level of the people around us by letting them realize that they're more than able and capable to have a deep, amazing, mm -hmm. wonderful relationship with God. And they don't have to come to us. We don't deal with a lot of drama. Do we? You, we we don't no. deal with a ton of spiritual crisis within our congregation so far. No, um, because I think people are mature. I think people are are walking through life together. They're journeying in relationships, and yep. when when there's drama, they can go with to each other, and they can go to God too. But it's not their first call. Is not Pastor Josh or Pastor Matt to fix my problem. Well, to be honest, I, I just think those days like the way that I think the clergy has, or like the ministry people or whatever, however, whatever you want to call us, um, we've lost trust over the years. So, so I don't think it's a, an issue of like people's automatic default anymore, yeah. but even for people that grew up in church, like lots of times I think people struggle with the way that things are going at South point, like, or people on the outside look in because it is foreign, right? Yeah. Like, oh, which to me is wild because all the all folks were doing before was hanging out in the foyer a little bit longer. Yeah. Well, it, it, and it's funny you should mention that because I've had tons of conversations, the same with you, of, with people who are like, whether they're ministry people, yeah. Christians folks. and non-Christian folks, yeah. that say, oh, w what you guys are doing sounds amazing. Mm. But for them to take the next step over and actually do it, do it and join it. And, and it sounds amazing. I want to do that. That uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised, but I, I'm not, but I yeah. am about how difficult that is for people to pull themselves out of the funk that they're in, listen where they're at and, and join something that they know, they know full well, they will love and enjoy, but they're mm. like, yeah, I'd rather just stick with the devil. I know I, I actually, Carrie and I had uh, an older couple, pastoral couple, that came over to the house on Saturday just for a visit. They were visiting their, you know, their elderly, her elderly dad in the province or whatever. And so they, they came through and came to see us. 
And so this guy does like interim pastoring in BC. So transitions churches and stuff like that. What, the interesting part he was saying was the where things are headed. He said he, what struck what has struck him is not only that the older folks like the boomers and older are, are kind of hesitant on things. Uh, he said, I'm surprised by how many younger pastors are terrified to change anything. Like they don't want to. And so they're resistant to the change. They want to jump into the stuff that they've always been doing, maybe like tweaks here and there, but it's the same stuff. And he's like, people are terrified to, to move past that, to go to where they need to go. And that, that to me, like if that's where leaders are at, like imagine somebody, you know, that sits in a pew. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, in all reality, that was me. We, we planted the church thinking we'll make some tweaks, yeah. but we don't want to rock the quote unquote church boat. And right. it wasn't, if it wasn't for the pandemic and, and my aha moment mm-hmm. for me personally, mm-hmm. I think we probably would still be in that thing. And there's still moments where I'm like, right. oh, are we doing the right thing? Or shouldn't we, maybe we should start meeting again on a regular basis for the same 30 people, 50 people, hundred people. Like, let's just not rock the boat. But the reality is that, like, um, and and I don't know how to say this any other way. Like, people are still tithing. Yeah. People aren't complaining. People are actually enjoying it. Yeah. And so when there's no crisis, it's almost like in pastoral world, you have to. You have to make one up up because I'm so used to being surrounded by (laughs) either meetings or crisis. I'll go chop off my hand. Oh, I'll be like, huh, Pastor yeah. Matt. Oh, yeah, don't do that, you, <laughs> Pastor Matt. I need to... no. I well, what would I do? I'd you're dumb. Go to the hospital. I hope you'd have more compassion. Than oh, that. I don't. I would. <laughs> I would pray for you as you're going to the hospital. But yeah, so I, go to God. Just to bring it back, like go to God. We it's okay, and, and please hear what we're saying. It's okay to get wisdom. Yeah, from other people. It's 100%. okay to get advice. It's okay to look things up. Um, it's okay to do all those things, mm-hmm. um, but bring God into it too. Yeah, you know the the Bible is full of wonderful wisdom. Yeah, God does speak. God is alive. He does um, encourage us. He does use other people to speak wisdom to us. So that does happen as well. But yeah. we can go to God, and there's all kinds of things. I, I mean, if it wasn't for God, and and giving me those moments over you know, a couple of months ago, our church wouldn't have changed, but it was God who spoke to me and mm-hmm. said, you know, we need to, you need to change it up and go with what you need to go with. Yeah. So we, we need to go to God. And that's, that's really it. Now I do find very interesting oh. at the very end of the chapter. Yeah. He says, bye. Bye. <laughs>